see this morning, as we continue to hear in the book of Genesis, the account of Abraham and his growth in faith, that actions have consequences. And so God reveals to Abraham and Sarah that they are going to be uh, parents, they're going to have a son, and at the Sarah, as we heard, laughed at this announcement, thought it was ridiculous, and yet they took it upon themselves to use human wisdom and to bring about the plan of God. And so it was quite customary in the time of Abraham that if your wife did not have children, that you would have you would hire a son, sire a son from her maidservant, which is exactly what they did, because they did not truly believe the message of God. And they figured, or they thought, that the you following this way was the God's plan. And so therefore, Ishmael comes onto the scene. Now this, I mean, this is where you get, this is where it's better than Dallas or Dynasty in the world of soap operas in scripture. Because once Isaac is born, Sarah snaps. And she does not want Ishmael anywhere near her son because Ishmael technically is the firstborn of Abraham, which means he would inherit everything. And so therefore, he could not be around, so Sarah makes Abraham get rid of him. Now we all know that from the line of Ishmael is where the Muslims come into play. It is, that is why the Muslims consider Abraham, Muslims, Catholics, and Jews consider Abraham our father in faith because they come from the line of Ishmael. And so you see, actions have consequences. And so through the line of Ishmael, through that line, the, the Christianity, the covenanted people of the Lord have received strife throughout history. So we need to be mindful of following God's wisdom, which is not man's wisdom. Today we celebrate these first martyrs of Rome. Again, something which makes no sense to the human condition, to our natural human instinct. Nero, we celebrate those who were killed during the persecution of Nero. In the early church, uh, in the early days of the church in the Roman Empire, from the time of Nero, which is in the mid-60s, up until 313, persecution existed within that time period by the Roman Empire. But as we know, very often there are laws on the books that aren't always followed. And so during that time period, the persecutions were not as intense. They were most intense during the time of Nero and during the ending times of Diocletian. They were sporadic between those two bookends. But Nero's was one of the most was one of the worst persecutions. Because Nero, as the emperor of, of the Roman Empire, in his city of Rome, decided that there were 14 neighborhoods that were not up to snuff. They didn't meet the standards of his thinking. We might say that they might have, we, we might call them in a negative way, slums. And so therefore, he had to get rid of them. So he burned them. 
But what happened is, in burning down these 14 neighborhoods of Rome, there was a great wind that made the whole city go on to go into go burn. Now Nero's in trouble because Nero can't be accused of burning down his city. That would be ridiculous. He would lose all the faith of the people. And so therefore, he blamed it on the Christians. So the Christians became persona non grata. Nero could care less about the Christians. He didn't care what they believed in or what they were, what they were into. That was not, not part of his plan. The persecutions came as a way to save his own face. And in those persecutions, they were vile. Not only did he send them to the sports of being eaten by animals, and you know, the big thing was, you'd go to the Colosseum and you'd take bets. You'd look at all the Christians that were going to be uh, put to the animals, and then you'd take bets. Which one's going to last the longest? Which one's going to go first? It's crazy. But then he even went a step further and decided that he needed transportation, he needed a road to get to his friend's house at night, so he made them into human torches. All of which should have caused the Catholic, the Christian faith, to be annihilated. I mean, you see what is happening to those who profess belief in Jesus Christ. You see you could be a human torch, or you could be fed to lions, and so therefore, who's going to join? But that's worldly wisdom. In fact, with the persecutions, and what is most, and that is why we refer to it, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, because throughout history, in any place where the church is persecuted, the church grows abundantly. The church grows where it is persecuted. It doesn't make any sense. It should be the opposite, according to human wisdom. But here we see, and so my brothers and sisters, as we celebrate these first martyrs of Rome this morning, as we hear the word of God, let us remind ourselves of the faith we are to have in God's ways, which is not man's ways. Let us recognize that as the angel told our Blessed Mother, nothing is impossible with God. And let us trust in the plan that he has for each of us, even if according to the human, human standards, it doesn't make sense. God's way will always triumph. And so, my brothers and sisters, this morning we are reminded and we are called to renew our faith and devotion and trust in the Lord, that we may be faithful to him till our dying days, and in so doing, be living witnesses of his presence among us. God bless you.